Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. Turn to somebody and say, use your sword. Use your sword. The word of God tells us that uh, the word of God in our mouth is our sword. Paul writes to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17. He says, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Throughout this teaching we have been saying that you need defensive and offensive equipment. When you are prepared to go to war in those days, you had to be fitted so that you will be able to defend yourself and also feed it so that you can take the battle to the enemy. The helmet is your salvation. Salvation is more than just being saved so that you can go to heaven. The word salvation comes from the Greek word that means peace, restoration, soundness, wholeness, deliverance, provision, and so on and so forth. So when you were saved, you were not just delivered from hell. God saved you so that you will have peace of mind, so that you will be provided for, so that you will receive guidance, so that uh, you will live an abundant life. So you need to cover your head with salvation because that is where your brain is. When the enemy can attack your brain or your mind and, uh, and uh, leave it dead, when your brain is dead, every other thing in your body is dead. They may have you breathe artificially, but when your brain is gone, everything is gone. That's why the first uh, equipment that you have to put on is the helmet to protect your mind. Because if the enemy can steal your mind, he can steal everything from you. Because as a man or woman thinketh, so is he. So it is important that you cover your mind so that the the helmet is the defensive equipment. So that when the enemy throws doubts, fears, all of these accusations, then you are covered by your salvation. When the enemy tries to accuse you and say that God is not going to bless you, you say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I condemn. When the enemy says that you are not going to be provided for, you say that uh, you say that uh, God has promised that he will uh, provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When the enemy tells you that you are not qualified, and you tell the enemy that uh, you are qualified by what Jesus did at the cross of Calvary. So you need to cover your mind because the enemy is going to attack your mind. If he can steal your mind, he'll steal everything, every other thing from you. That is a defensive equipment. But you also have to have an offensive equipment. It says, and take the word, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In other words, you can't just sit down there and let the enemy attack your mind. You have to have an offensive weapon that you can wield and you can swing and you can and 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 and, and you can fight the good fight of faith. Tell someone that fight the good fight of faith with the word of God. I want you to 
realize that God watches over his word to perform it. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 says, God watches over his word to perform it. Let me tell you what, let me remind you of what we have been talking about and what I've been trying to get to you during this teaching, that we are in a spiritual warfare. Some of the we are in a spiritual warfare. You are not in a physical warfare. Your husband, your wife, your children, your parents, they are not in warfare with you. There's somebody who doesn't have any body that is fighting. Sometimes he goes behind people. He goes behind circumstances to try to attack you. But we are in a spiritual warfare. Your weapon is God's spoken word. God's word put in your heart and released from your mouth. That's why the Bible tells us, I am the Lord your God who delivered you from the land of Egypt. He doesn't talk about Egypt in North Africa. He's talking about whatever used to keep you in bondage. Is there anybody here who had anything that kept you in bondage before you came to the knowledge of the Lord? So God is reminding you, he says, I delivered you. But I did not stop there. I'm going to continue to deliver you. So open wide your mouth. Somebody say, open wide your mouth. As you open your mouth, God will keep filling you with goodies. As you continue to release your life, it's going to get better and better. Let me tell you this, that Jesus died so that you may live an abundant and successful life. Amen. Touch yourself and say, Jesus, Jesus died for me so I can live an abundant and successful life. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be wealthy. He wants you to have wisdom to make the right decision when you need to make decisions. Somebody say healthy, wealthy, and wise. But let me tell you this, that the enemy is fighting relentlessly to keep you from possessing what Jesus died to purchase for you. That's why you need that offensive weapon of the word of God. Because with God's word as your sword, you can defeat the enemy and take back whatever he stole from you. My question to you is this. How long are you going to wait to possess your benefits, your house, your healing, your freedom, your peace? How long are you going to stop living in pieces and begin to live in the peace that Jesus purchased for you? I'm talking about your abundance, your promised land. Don't you say, don't wait any longer? Do not wait any longer. Don't you somebody start swinging your sword? Don't just sit there and say, whatever will be, will be. If God wants me to be healed, I'm going to be healed. No, go and take your healing. Go and take your deliverance. Go and take your house. Go and take your health. Go and take your wisdom. Go and take everything that Jesus died for. Because the word of God is the weapon that God is giving you to clear up the road. Clear up the path so that you can get to what Jesus died for. It's very powerful when God's promises come out of your mouth. Let me tell you this, people. God is not obligated to bring to pass whatever we say. He's only obligated to bring to pass what he says in his word. He's obligated to bring to pass when you 
when you declare his promises, regardless of what situation that you find yourself, you get into the word of God and let the word of God get into you and you begin to release the word of God. Some of them release the promises of God. He's obligated to bring to pass his promises that he has given you in his word. So when you declare the promises of God, Orlando, you are getting in agreement with God who spoke the promises. He says, my word will not come to you and return to me. How does the word come to you? I'm preaching you to you the word of God now. I'm teaching you the word of God now. But the word of God has to return to God. He doesn't say, my word that comes to you will come. He says, my word that comes to you and return to me. So you have to return the word to God. When you speak the word of God, when you declare the promises of God, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God will supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment I will condemn. God is able to make his grace to abound towards me so that I being always sufficient. So say, always sufficient in all things that I will be able to overflow in good works. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me beside the still water he restores my soul. The Lord is my refuge and my strength and ever-present help. In times of, let me tell you this, the enemy hates that. Because those are bullets that you are releasing from your AR-15. He cannot stand anybody who does that. He loves people who sit down there and say, oh, oh Lord, look, look at all these, oh, look at all these problems. No, when you release the word of God, you are getting an agreement with God. When you speak God's promises, he watches over his word to perform it. So I want to encourage you, Terry Chamberlain, to speak what he says about you, regardless of what you see in the natural. Not how you feel. Some of them, not how you feel. Not how big the problem is. Not how it's never going to work out. I want to urge you. I want to encourage you to speak victory. Somebody say, I'm going to speak victory over my life instead of defeat. I'm going to speak abundance. I'm going to speak healing even when I'm hurting in the natural. Instead of speaking lack and sickness, you have a little weapon. It's called the word of God. Take it, meditate on it, and it will become fire in your bone. And you release that fire against the enemy. And it's going to burn up everything that is not of God in your life. You have a little weapon. Get, get it out. Yeah. Do not leave your sword in the sheath. The word of God in the Bible doesn't heal you. Just because you put the Bible on your pillow and put your head on it doesn't heal you. If you've been healed, it's the mercy of God. The Bible doesn't heal you. It's the word of God in the Bible that is in your heart and sent out with your mouth. That's what is going to release your healing. Someone says, I'm going for my healing. I'm going for my money. I'm going for my house. I'm going for my strength. I'm going I'm to take back everything that the enemy stole from me. Get it out. Somebody says, get it out. Don't just get it out, but use it then watch God perform amazing miracles in your life.
If you are struggling with finances, instead of complaining, Lord, you promise whatever I touch will prosper. Say it. Believe it. Instead of complaining. Somebody say, Lord, you promise me that whatever I touch will prosper and will succeed. So my job will prosper and I will succeed. My business will prosper and I will succeed. Say, thank you, Lord, that my cup runs over, that I will have plenty, plenty this year, more than what I need so that I can be a blessing to other people. Somebody said, this year, I'm going to be walking under commanded blessing. In other words, God has already commanded the blessing to come to you. Goodness and mercy shall follow you. Good breath shall follow you. Opportunities shall follow you. Resources for you to do what God has asked you to do, told you to do, will follow you. Somebody say, goodness is following me. Opportunities following me. The right people are chasing you so that they will connect with you and help you fulfill God's purpose in your life. Now you may not see anything happening while you are confessing. Don't go by what you feel or what you see. But as you keep wielding that sword behind the scenes, things are changing. How many of you believe that in every one of your life, behind the scenes, things are changing? God is lining up the right people. I believe that God is lining up the right people to help me take this ministry to the next level. God is moving the wrong people out. Opportunities are coming. Healings are coming. Breakthroughs are coming. Some of the breakthroughs are coming. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare that in every area of your life that you need realignment. God is already realigning things. And you're going to have breakthroughs. You're going to have healing, deliverance, restoration. I want you to remember that God watches over his word to perform it. This is what I say. Get ready for unprecedented breakthroughs. I know that God has blessed you in the past. I know that God has done some great things for you and your family and in your businesses. But I want you to consecrate yourself. I want you to get ready because something supernatural, something unprecedented, something out of this world is about to take place in your family, in your business, with your children. With your life, with your money. Joshua 3 5 says, Consecrate yourself. Someone say, Consecrate yourself. Consecrate means get ready. Tell somebody say, Get ready for tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord will do wonders amongst you. Someone say, That's me, God is talking about. Get ready. Because if you do not get ready, a blessing can become a curse can become a problem. Instead of going around the world trying to look for a woman, take care of yourself, get you ready for a woman. Because if God was to give you a woman the way that you are, you will mess yourself up and mess up the woman. And that also goes to the ladies. Stop trying to look for a man, look for God. Because when you seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these other things, will be added to you. Someone said, well, maybe, maybe I made a mistake. 
I need to look for another woman. Shut up. <laughs> you spend so much time praying for God to bring a woman into your life, and he has brought a woman into your life, and now you, you say, maybe I, you know, you did not make a mistake. The mistake that you made was that you were not prepared for this good woman Whoa. that God was going to bring into your life. That woman is not your problem. That man is not your problem. You need to look inside. I'm trying to help you. And I'm talking to the people online because everybody here has got it made. This woman says, consecrate yourself. Get yourself ready. Because let me tell you this, though. When God gives you a promise, it's going to take you through a process. And I have to confess to you many times, I don't like the process. I know that you people like the process. You like the process that God is taking you through now. No, sometimes I don't like the process, but that's what I need to prepare me. Those four years that I had to, uh, I, when I first proposed to First Lady, and she said no, and I had to go and wait for four years. Those four years was to prepare me for today. So quiet here. But I heard the angel say, amen. amen. Those four years were to prepare her. But see, we want to circumvent the process. If God doesn't give, 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 give her to me, I'm going to go and get. You better be careful because what you are going to get is going to burn you. You need to get yourself ready now. You don't keep a, the key of your car to a marriage, do you? And I say, no, because he is not mature enough to drive a car. He can just go there and, and sit on the uh, steering wheel. But you better not let him touch that accelerator. What am I trying to say? What is God trying to say to us? Every one of us here is in a place of preparation for something that's much bigger than you. If you will just let God fix you, you will be ready for something that is God for you. There's no doubt many of you have been wielding, wielding your sword. You've been very faithful. You've been swinging. What? When the depression comes, when the oppression comes, I know that you've been swinging in the face of that illness and financial lack, swinging in the face of threats and emotional attacks. Just someone say, get ready. Get ready because giants are about to come down. No, you did not hear me. Giants are about to come down. Your health is about to return in the name of Jesus. That child is about to get back on course. Tell somebody again and say, get ready. Get ready because new doors. How many of you are ready for new doors to open? New doors of ministry. New doors of finances. New doors of health. God is about to promote you to another level with more responsibilities. And he's going to give you all of the resources that you need to fulfill the responsibilities. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you are going to condemn. You are just about to cross that threshold into your promised land. God sees your faithfulness. He hears that you are confessing the word, that you are not complaining, that you are speaking the promises. He's watching over his word to perform it in your life. You know, I heard the story some time ago about this uh, young businessman during the pandemic whose life was reduced to nothing. He fell behind on his rent and other bills. He was thousands of dollars in debt, didn't know what to do, didn't have any way out. 
He was discouraged. Didn't know what he was doing or what he was going to do. At the same time, he came to a serious radio uh, offer. There was a promotion where you get three months free subscription. He signed up for it and just messing around, came across this uh, uh, channel, listened to this man of God speaking. He was so blessed. Kept listening to the minister on daily basis. Felt so much hope. See, when you listen to the word of God that is anointed, it's going to bring hope into your hopeless situation. So started listening all day. Put it in his office and turn it on. He would even leave it on, on in, in the night while he was going to sleep. He was so encouraged that he decided, I am not going to complain anymore. He said, God, I'm not going to worry. I dare you to get into the word of God and sit in the word of God and continue to worry. It's not possible. Right. He said, I'm not going to be worried anymore. I believe you are supplying my needs. This is when he's still in thousands of dollars debt. But he continued to confess. You feed the birds of the earth. You clothe the lilies of the field. I know you will take care of me, my family, and my business. See, when he could have been depressed, complaining, this young man kept swinging his sword. Take out your sword. Swing it. Don't just hold it. Swing it. Was praying. Father, thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. The Lord, my provider. The economy is not my source. You are my source. Somebody said, the economy, the economy. is not my source. Not my source. God, is. God, is. God is. Thank you, Lord, that you are opening new windows of heaven to yes. me. Yes. Somebody said, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, that you are opening the windows of heaven yes. to me. Amen. You are pouring out your blessing. I cannot contain it. See, Isaiah 43, 26 says to put God in remembrance of what he said. Don't remind God of your problem. Remind him of his promises. He already knows your problem. Let me tell you this, my friend. You need to find God's promises and apply them in your situation and speak them over and over again. Don't speak this junk, this negative thing that you've been speaking over. Oh, I don't know that. I, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Uh, this thing has been too much for me. Nothing is too much for me that God had allowed to come into my life. If God allowed it, that's because He's already equipped me to handle it. Begin to begin to be your own preacher. See, I can preach to you until my eyes come out. But if you don't become your preacher, it's just a waste of energy. But when you take this word that is coming out of my mouth and you put it in your heart and you meditate on it, it's going to do something for you. Let me tell you this. God's about to do something absolutely brand new in your life. You ought to be happy. You ought to be thankful that you are sitting here this morning. You ought to be thankful that you are watching me right this moment because I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare that this is a, a day of brand new beginning for you. It's going to be a day of brand new beginning. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, forget. Some of the forget. Forget the former things. Forget the past. Do not dwell on the past. Many of you are dwelling on the past. The mistakes that you made, the failures, the temptations, and so on. Somebody said, forget the former things. <coughs> Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Is there anybody who's going to receive this word this morning? 
God is doing a brand new thing in your life. Terry, Orlando, God is doing a brand new thing in your life. Dr. Stephen, God is doing a brand new thing in your life beginning this moment. He says, see, I'm doing it right now. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. You know what I have found that? God sometimes will wait until you come to a dead end before he makes the way. Because when he makes a way at the, at the dead end, then you know that it was God. Fifteen years before the pandemic, the young businessman that we were talking about had bought some stocks with about $20. He would check them every once in a while. One time the value went up to several hundred dollars. Then they came back down to a few dollars. According to him, they were basically worthless. God can take the worthless and make something worthy out of it. I am speaking into your life. Now, whatever is worthless in your life now, God is going to change it into worthy cause. For a while, he hadn't checked on the, on the investment. Then one day, something just occurred to him, and he said, let me just check this account. Because when you are desperate, you, you begin to look anywhere. <laughs> and when he looked, guess what? He saw that the stock that he bought for $20 was now worth $16,000. Could it be that that's you that I'm talking about? See, he had tried to sell it before then, and he was wondering why he could not sell it. When it was hundreds of dollars, he had tried to sell it. You don't know that sometimes God will cause a block in your life to set you up for a touchdown. He had tried to sell it. He could not. But now it's worth $16,000. And this time he found a buyer. The buyer offered him not $16,000, but $20,000. The money was more than enough to pay off his debt and leave him some money to work with. This guy told his friend, only God can take a penny stock and make it worth $20,000. That's you that I'm talking about. Whatever area in your life is worthless now, God has just caused you to cross a threshold that's going to take you to a worthy, worthy stock. God is not just going to bring you out. He's going to do exceedingly more abundantly than you could ever ask or think about. See, the scripture tells us that God makes rivers in the desert. I just declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that God is about to make a river in your desert. Is there anybody here who has any desert in your life, any dry places in your life, in your health, in your business, in your children? in any aspect of your life. God sent me this morning to announce to you that he is pouring water on the dry ground, that he is making rivers to flow in the wilderness. This God will part the Red Sea. This God will heal cancer. This God will heal a fungus, a fungal feet. For 30 years, I walked around trying to find an answer. From 1969 to 2002, God stepped in. God will heal you of foot disease that you've been having for 30 years. He will give you 40 acres of land for much less than it costs. Oh, I that. May I say that again? Amen. 
God is about to give you a large piece of property with much less. Somebody is going to think that they're trying to deceive you, give you this piece of property because it's worth nothing. But as soon as they sell it to you, guess what? The, 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 the area is going to, the, the, the value of that area is going to go up. <laughs> and you are going to, if you want to sell that piece of property, you are going to sell it for more than 10 times what you put into it. See, this person thought that they, you did not know what you were doing when you made that investment. He did not know that that was a setup. My friend, I'm asking you to get your sword out. Complaining doesn't get God's attention. Tell someone say, complaining doesn't get God's attention. Begging doesn't cause him to move. God is concerned about our needs. But he is not moved by our needs. He's moved by our faith. Tell someone say, start declaring what God tells you in his word about your situation. Lord, I thank you that I'm blessed. Somebody say, Lord, I thank you that I'm blessed. My children are blessed. My grandchildren are blessed. My business is blessed. My body is blessed. My mind is blessed. My church is blessed. My pastor is blessed. Blessed going in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Say, Lord, thank you that you are taking me from glory to glory. Thank you that I am on top and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. Thank you that all of the people of the earth shall see me and they will know that there's something different about me. That God's anointing is on my life and they shall respect me. I want you to watch out for detractors because there are people that are going to look at you and try to make you feel guilty, condemned because of making this declaration. Isaiah 54, 17 says, but in that coming day. What is that coming day? It's talking about the day when I'm going to bless you. People will come with weapons of attack, of of, of accusation. But he said, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence, some of you will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. God is going to vindicate you. God is going to show the world that you, you are doing what you have been doing. It's not because you just wanted to do it. It's because you know the Lord, you love the Lord. Watch out because some people will be against you. Many times it will start from family. Amen. Let me let that sink in. Amen. It will be family folks, kin folks. Yes. They will come against you because of what you believe. Amen. They will join forces with each other to try to make you feel bad. Don't you somebody say, don't worry? Don't worry. Kind. How many of you know that none of those people created you? Amen. None of those people designed your destiny. None of those people healed you of that deadly disease. So why do you worry about them? They're not your God. Amen. They did not design your destiny. Right they can stop what God is trying Amen. to do in your life. Yeah. Don't worry. They can't stand against God. Turn to somebody, keep swinging the sword. Keep declaring the promises of God. Swing your sword and you will defeat the giants much bigger than you. Turn to somebody, say, wield your sword. When you wield your sword, doors are going to be open. 
I declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that those doors that were closed against you, they are opening now because you have released the word of God and they have torn down every barrier, removed every obstacle, removed every hurdle, and you are going to your destiny in the name of Jesus. Swing your sword and you'll beat the addiction. You'll beat the depression. You'll see dreams come to pass. Is there anybody here who has a dream that you are waiting for it to come to pass? God says this is the beginning of the fulfillment of that dream. That dream is, has to come to pass. God is sending you hailstorm to rain on the enemies. One time the enemies were coming against the children of Israel and God released hailstorm. God is releasing hailstorm against depression, against oppression, against financial problems, against anyone and any people who are trying to stop you from going to where God is taking you. God has favor waiting for you, healing waiting for you, abundance waiting for you. God is just waiting for you to get your sword out. Don't leave passive. Don't leave passive. We are in a battle. Get your fire back. Get your passion back. Stand your ground. You have to imitate David and say, you come to me with the sword, but I come to you in the name of the God of Israel. You have to initiate your blessing. You have to initiate your healing, your restoration. You have to initiate your favor, provision, deliverance. I promise you that if you start swinging your sword, I declare, I prophesy, I speak over you in the name of Jesus that negative situations are about to turn around. Breakthroughs are coming. Provision are coming. Healing, restoration, promotion, soundness, wholeness. The right people are coming into your life and God is taking you from one level to another to another, getting you closer to your destiny. To God alone be glory, honor, dominion, and power forever. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Uta. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.